Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob, and this week by special guest Chris. We're the folks who can find the method of the madness, reasoning the reasonable, makes sense out of nonsense, because this is okay. Hear me out. How are y'all doing this evening? Hello. <laughs> Incredible. Sorry, really pumped. In I hope incredible. I hope you guys like that song I picked out for the intro today. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a jam. That's for you guys. You're all the little Einsteins that are going to. Uh, oh, I'm so flattered, Aaron. Teach me about <laughs> relativity. We're gonna try. I think. Don't I think that's don't don't be so flattered, Josh. You have a lot of incest to go before you could have even touched Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to deconstruct that joke, go ahead and call us at one eight three three six 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 nine eleven. Again, that's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. He fucked Bob, it up. Bob, 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 Bob. You said three three instead of thirty three. You said three three both times. Oh no! Well, you know what? I don't want to do it, so that's I didn't hear it. Nice, good Beautiful. enough for government work. That's no you, Bob. One, no one heard nothing. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to worry about calling in to deconstruct that joke because I'll go in a little more in depth later on that and deconstruct it for you guys. <laughs> but, oh my God. All right. So this episode's a little different than normal. We invited our friend Chris on because he was incredulous that I thought that relativity was stupid. And <laughs> so he wanted to come on to prove that relativity is real. And so with the help of our low, our resident science team on the OK Homo podcast <laughs> of Bob and Josh that do science stuff, uh, physics they, stuff. Excuse you, they're, it's a very specific uh, field. They're going to convince me that uh, relativity is real, and and you all that relativity is real and very important. And I, I just really can't wait to get into this. So I just have a quick question for you guys, in the simplest terms, for a real like. GED or like high school dropout retard. What is relativity? All right, go ahead, Chris. I, I believe in you. You can do it. <clears throat> relativity is the idea that uh, we can experience space and time depending on uh, our frame of reference and how that frame of reference is moving relative to one to each other give an yeah. example that's simpler than that i said for a real retard not <laughs> if, if do you, like a analogy you, give it give us like a parable you, like you're the you, okay if like you your relative now hold on chris <laughs> yeah yeah uh well Go ahead now, but right. I was yeah I, I I was just gonna throw in a fucking joke so you don't have to yell over. It, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you were, if you got on a plane tonight and flew to London, you would age less than the three of us by like a millisecond, right? Yeah, something Correct. stupid like that. Some, okay. Something for traveling that slow, it would be a very very small amount of time difference yes okay how what proof is there that if you flew to london you'd age a millisecond left chris you know clocks go down to a millisecond right right Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so. saying like is there any evidence that this is uh, uh, this as is a the case of fact if you can't wait but an accurate enough clock Two, well, you start with two, you synchronize them. You make sure they're basically made exactly the same. You can measure, you let, you know, you let them run together so you know that they're in fact in sync. You can put one clock on a plane and then check it when it lands and compare both clocks and they will, they will be different. Look, that's pretty difficult for you know the the normal man to to accomplish i i think the more practical way is just get your own particle accelerator and <laughs> you can prove relativity pretty pretty simply if you just have a particle accelerator on hand 
I'm, here, here I thought I had to finish my basement and like drywall it, and but I mean my wife told like let me let me get a particle accelerator down there instead. <laughs> yeah, who needs a man cave when you can uh, fucking launch a particle? Not like <laughs> my my problem with this is this is not an experiment that anyone can do. Like I mean, Bob, you already alluded to it. It's just, do you have a clock that can guarantee start within like the millionth of a of a second and then stay accurate and stop at the same time within a millionth of a second in two different locations. Like, right. I would postulate given if you had like a substantial amount of like wealth and resources, like, yes, you could do an experiment to, to verify relativity yourself. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Not, not even that much because I think like the original experiment to verify it, uh, did it with radiation decay, the, the rate at which radiation decays in in the atmosphere, and so they 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 tested it basically at different. They know the the decay rate of a certain particle, uh, and they went to different elevations basically and determined that. And without using relativistic mathematics, basically like putting it in a, like a normal model, it didn't it didn't pan out correctly. And so, but you get the correct decay rates when you throw in the relativity equations into everything. So, can, can I add something that's real stupid? Go ahead. Let's just say I accept that that the clock is different. We have the the nuclear clock that fucking can tell time to the millionth of a second. Um, and I accept they're different. Is there anything about elevation that could affect mechanical equipment? in the slightest well, almost nearly undetectable way that we're not considering and it's not that time travels differently Josh. i mean bob was talking about like an actual radio radioactive decay so like not not you know a mechanical clock we're, we're not we don't have little gears moving there to but tell the what time. yeah is it not the, an analog system like, emitted what right. what is with the with the radioactive decay is there anything that has to do with just elevation that would change that no, you can. What are the variables control, outside of that? But okay, well, the variables would have to consist with like the the instruments that you're using to like measure the radioactive decay. Um, but I mean, like it's it's very easily you could put it in a controlled environment and test it, you know, in inside like indoors on something else, and then make sure that yes, it is reading in fact correctly from elevation compared to. Um, like sea level like you can easily just use that machine for like another purpose and measure something and make sure it's accurate just like the same way you you can calibrate any other you know okay so what did they use just say what did they use for a radioactive decay measurement let's just put that like what was the actual experiment what did they take like uh it was what are the tools they're using oh the yeah what just saying that, that you can do it is one thing, but like, what are they actually doing to measure radioactive decay? Right. Um, so they have like a diagram here, and it, I mean, they they make the diagrams so like at like people could actually like figure out what they're doing here in a um, amplifier. You need a camera, like an amplifier, like you basically have to like make it yourself. It looks like. But what what are they what are they testing that is decaying? They're they're testing a, a mu meson radiation. Mu- it's a type it, it's a type oh, of no, okay okay well, it's a type of radiation. Are they did do they have like a spectrometer? Do they have like something that's measuring the energy for the the radiation? Like what what are they mu meso so that, radiation the, of what? That's the meson. particle or type of radiation. But it's, what yeah. like what is the quantitative measure of radiation they're taking? Is yeah, it like an I, amount of energy? It it would be in a matter of energy, yeah. Again, this this doesn't seem like an experiment that people can do. This seems like you I mean, need to have. Yeah, I a, would have to train you for several years to understand what the fuck you were actually doing and to understand the principles that would go into it. Right, like these aren't sim- these aren't simplistic Newtonian like concepts, and they they never will be. The very nature of them is way more abstract than anything that we can perceive. Okay, if you can hear me from your high horse, uh, <laughs> way up there in your fucking it's not a high horse. I'm literally right just telling you the Hold nature on. of the of the topic. 
it just if you can you probably couldn't hear me because you were shouting over me like a like a fucking pinkies up highfalutin lunatic right now (laughs) but you're not making a great case for why this is real so go ahead and just now like i get it okay if you are trained for years in the grabbler arts and have machinery that no one else can have then you can totally prove it as long as i take your word for it so now what there's no taking like there is empirical evidence out there. Are you saying that there's not? Allegedly. Okay. None that you can recreate. That's what yes, I'm saying. I, I have. I have personally uh, recreated. Then tell me the experiment. You tell me the experiment. What's the ex- what did you actually it measure? Radi- it was a radiation decay experiment. You just literally of what? measured of what object? Of what thing was radioactively decaying? Where did you get the radiate? What was the source of radiation? <laughs> the a uh, fucking like a, a fucking box of radioactive material. What material? That's I what don't remember. Here. It was fucking ten oh. years ago. Holy shit! <laughs> oh god damn. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you like, took it to a mountaintop, and then <laughs> no, I didn't what? do that. You fucking retard. Jeez. I didn't run this specific experiment. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. Bob knows, Bob knows that the Christ. tools and the basis that they're using those tools on, like what they're actually measuring, is valid. So he assumes I, yes. that you know I have he knows on a mountaintop that conditions that don't you change so require. for that. Like yes, so. But yeah, Bob. Like, if you've taken a measurement with a ruler on the ground, you can take a measurement with a ruler on the ISS, and like, you know, you know how a ruler works, and you trust that the ruler still works up there. That that that's what Bob's saying. He's used a ruler before. Yeah, yeah, but I don't <laughs> trust that they're when they say that inches are actually shorter on the ISS, and we measured it with the most accurate ruler in the world, and and twelve inches on the ISS is actually eleven point nine 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 seven well, inches Aaron. in space. Then I go, that seems retarded. Twelve inches just seems like twelve inches. That's where I'm having the problem here. You see what I'm saying? Like, Aaron, do do you know do you know the the basis for why time moves differently within the theory of special relativity? No. Please explain. Uh, Chris, would you care to enlighten us, please? Enlighten <laughs> us. Enlighten. So, because light is always going to be observed moving the same speed, no matter where you are, how you're moving, what you're doing. <clears throat> Time will stretch out or squeeze to accommodate that perception. That, that bold that is, is why time that is the essence, That's a the bold claim. Deep, uh, and but I'd also like to reframe part of the conversation to say that this the theory of special relativity takes that as an axiom. So to you can't to have this discussion, it can't be framed as proving that the speed of light is a, a speed limit um you have to take that as a foundation of the theory itself it is like a found it's foundational to the theory it is not something that is proved by the theory if that makes sense now i actually do know a little bit about why they came to that conclusion and Which that stems from the mickelson morley yes. experiment now do you Go guys on. know what the mickelson morley experiment was yeah, it they was... took. Go ahead. Well, they they wanted to measure light coming from the east, directly east of them, and light coming directly west of them. And they, what they figured was that they would get different times. And then, because we're oh, actually spinning, spinning towards the light. Yeah. And then they could do, calculate exactly how fast the Earth is spinning, like re re you know just uh, accurately measure what they thought was the speed of the earth spinning and then uh it was the exact same time east or west when the light got to them so they didn't infer they didn't go maybe the earth isn't spinning they went oh time must be bending around the light to the we're actually witnessing this at at different times to make it exact I love well, how you crazy, turned it it's true. into a flat earth thing rather than, I mean, because like it the principle, kind of, it kind the principle, of is stop, the principle behind it was that like, 
all these types of things like sound like needs to travel through a medium like these waves have to travel through some type of medium and for ether. light we were yeah we were postulating that experiment was postulating well if it is traveling through this ether it would have it you know the flow of the ether and the position of the ether relative to the light would affect all these different things well they did the experiment well there is no ether they like what light is traveling through they didn't really understand it then Although or, they had the clues. No, they had the clues. They they didn't figure it out then. They found it out or, later. Or there is an ether that it's traveling through, but the ether, just like air, rotates perfectly with the spin of the Earth so that it just doesn't seem like it, and there is an ether the whole time. But they didn't even I mean, consider the that result, either. Like, the, you would get the same result then, yeah. You would get the exact same result if the, if the ether spun with the Earth because ether is glued to the earth by gravity could oh. it couldn't it be that the, why wouldn't it be that it could be bo- we could yeah the it could be the the higgs boson is a field theory so it is sort of like an ether theory sort of yeah just saying. in a way in a way <laughs> <laughs> aaron's not <laughs> he's not impressed <laughs> i i hate this whole thing but uh <laughs> So, I, I still don't see how, because there's not ether, or they can't detect any ether, that w- to, time is moving differently so that the light gets to us at the exact same time, and that is a valid, like, that's just absolute well, truth. it just, it kind of, because, like, the whole principle is that, like, light becomes the constant and so everything else has to move around, like, mathematically speaking. Like, we've d- done this all mathematically. And since was velocity became a constant, everything else has to change for everything else to make sense, basically. And so, like, that's kind of like the foundation. Well, not the foundation, but that's kind of like a simple way to put it. Um, like, visually, if you guys could see an equation and be like, well, this has to stay a fix, basically, and everything needs to change well, to move around as it, a balance everything fact, out. There's a series of videos that the YouTuber made where he built a machine that actually geometrically shows you how space-time moves around. Perfect. Maybe this guy will nail it, knock it out of the park. It's in special oh, yes, relativity so a- when some... Okay, wait, there's um, going to be a link in the show notes, but I just want to give forward to this. We're, so we're going to be talking about the twins paradox a little bit, which is one uh, kind of thought experiment application of the theory of special relativity. Um, for this video, though, the first part is going to kind of lay out what the supposed paradox is. And the second part is going to kind of explain uh, geometrically how time space, space time, time space uh, is maintained in this scenario. Here we go. Rise in special relativity when somebody learns about time dilation. The fact that in our universe, things moving relative to each other each view the other's time as passing more slowly. As the paradox goes, if each person views time as passing more slowly for the other, then who who ages more? If my twin travels away from Earth for a while and then comes back, who's actually younger when we meet again? In general, yeah, very very befuddling, isn't it? Neither, because time is absolute, in my opinion. But okay, go. I get the paradox. I get the thought experiment. If if relatively relativity is totally real, then yeah, one of them would be younger and the other one would be older. And who is it? Do you know the answer, Aaron? Yeah, do you, you want to uh, guess, Aaron? Make a I guess. think the yeah, one that's travel. Math. I'm pretty sure the one traveling the light speed and back is the younger one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I only would, know that yeah. because that's how it works in Ender's game. So don't. <laughs> Here, my, Which my honestly is as good as any of this other too. bullshit you guys are telling me. I might as well just stick to that. It's a good series. Yeah. Uh, Superman <laughs> went really fast around the earth and went back in time to save Lois Lane. So I'm that, sure that it works. Nope. That, bad science. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the backwards time travel in a little bit. Don't, don't, don't you fret. All right, so what was the point of bringing up the paradox thing? Sorry, it was kind of. Oh, so I mean, it's um. So for the, the second clip here, it shows the visual demonstration of um how how time and space are mapped relative to each other. But the the point of it too is just kind of to give um yeah 
give a, I guess, quote unquote, concrete example of how this would be applied. Oh, okay. Six seconds to travel the distance light would travel in two seconds, or two light seconds. And taking the square root of the difference of these numbers squared gives a proper time of 5.66 seconds for each leg of their journey, which is exactly what we measured on the space-time globe. What? Is that the, yeah, the space-time globe? Little... Which is apparently yeah, a you gotta, mesh. You gotta find a oh, so it's, it. it's this... Yeah, you might want to pan through the video a little bit. There, there There's, um... Uh, so he has this kind of interlocking grid uh, mechanism and uh, effectively as he pushes, you know, one spoke one way, um, half the grid gets stretched one way, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And if you put like a person on it and it's time and space axes, then it, it makes sense and you can plot things. Hey, hey, listeners at home, um, the more that this sounds like a clusterfuck, just so you know, the more retarded it is. Just putting that out there. The more I blame Josh. This is he timestamped it. I played the timestamps. I don't know what's going on on here. Well, this I've guy has seen, like this... I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to want to like visualize this because I thought it'd just be confusing to try and explain how this mechanism's made up. Well, so no, I, no. I just gave the timestamp for what the what the solution to the problem is. It makes sense. Oh, okay. He has so what he has is a is a washboard with some like he looks like he's learning how to knit or cro- crochet. And uh, it's kind of similar to like a Connect Four, and that means that time travels differently if you go faster in light. So yeah. <laughs> Aaron gets it. There we go. They're perfect. Right. That's that's where we're at right now. That's our. So... That's. He has a cool it's, abacus that moves, it, and so it, it's now... a it's a mechanical device that is a cool demonstration for the. There's a particular graph, like an X Y coordinate it's... graph, that they use for relativity to. To model out and how to like solve particular problems. All right, I, I'm being a prick, but literally all it is is a way to graph out x yeah. squared, the square root of right. x squared minus y squared, depending on what number uh, you pick. Like it's yeah, no, Aaron's, yeah. Aaron's Wait, got it. So, that's all it, it is. Do, but it, it's can you do the video uh, I linked and started at like uh, started at five fifteen? Okay, here we go. Now we're gonna now we're gonna know that relativity is real. Okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> It's because it's such an elegant solution that you have to. It's, it has to be true. <laughs> oh my God, Aaron up on his high horse again. Boost. No, I'm As down here with the peasants. Boosters boosting you to a higher speed. However, it turns out that boosts in the physical universe are not actually described by shear transformations. This is where the second and most famous piece of experimental evidence comes in: the speed of light. As you've probably heard, starting in the late 1800s, physicists built up mountains of experimental and theoretical evidence that the speed of light in a vacuum is always the same, even if you measure it from a moving perspective. This is, of course, entirely unintuitive from our everyday experiences with velocities, where if you... Alright, that kind of gives, like, I think the general principle of where I was going to go with everything. I don't know if you uh, wanted to... Uh, yeah, I want to keep going with Tell me to stop bit. here, it's, Chris, it's, or you wanted it, me to keep but, going? Yeah, we don't have to go for the whole thing, though. Okay you throw a ball from a standstill and then from a moving vehicle, the ball thrown from the vehicle will be moving faster relative to the ground. And yet, experimental results show that light does not behave like everyday objects. Shine light from a standstill or from a moving vehicle, and its measured speed relative to the ground will be the same. Shear transformations simply can't accommodate this feature of light's behavior. They change all velocities equally by sliding each snapshot an amount proportional to its time. No velocity remains unchanged. If you draw the world line of a light ray and then change to a moving perspective using a shear transformation, the speed of that light ray will change, which is wrong. Luckily, one of the other two options for boosting to a moving perspective can accommodate a constant speed of light. Remember the transformation where the snapshots do a kind of squeeze rotation and points move to the time axis at earlier times? This kind of transformation can amazingly leave one speed unchanged even while it changes all other speeds. Even more amazingly, the unchanged speed is left unchanged in all directions. Yeah, so that's Let's do an machine that, right. that I think the, that's... the knitting thing you were talking about, Aaron. That's what that thing does. It does exactly what he was just. It, yeah, it's just a cool contraption for a graph. That for yeah. the because yeah, the graph, graph sh- it shears. Yeah, I, think, I think they yeah. should have one in every every middle school. <laughs> all right, settle down, Josh. <laughs> Enough of you. <laughs> fucking tape a flashlight to it and whip it at a kid and then the light will be going the same speed no matter what 
Right. And and these things like we had to learn that this, lesson the this, hard way. <laughs> this this graph had to like be constructed or like postulated because um what was it light becomes a constant and because the velocity of light has to change. And that's something that we can observe all the time. Like we've never observed light changing velocity basically. Aaron, have you ever perceived light change like in a different velocity? No, no, okay. for yeah. sure. I but that I was actually I'm curious about that because you know how like in uh, you know how in like the space movies they uh, go into like warp drive and all the yeah. stars become like fucking streaks. Yeah. Now, why are they observing light so differently? Is because they're going past light speed? Is that the only reason? I mean, other that, does it change when you're when you exceed light speed? Because it should just look like the stars. Because the speed of the light comes you. Spaceballs is not a documentary. No. I hate to inform well, you. Ludicrous speed has not been achieved by humans and never will be. Uh, to be fair, Star Trek physics is just as valid as a lot of this I shit. I, I was like, uh, wait, what, what's going on I, here? Sorry, sorry. If you if you follow the logic of the equation, if you were going actually going light speed, it would take you no time. You would experience no time between the start and end of your journey at all. Even if you were doing that for five years. Yeah, it would just it would be instantaneous. But time's not a factor. You're not doing it for five years. You just you teleport. Well, if you went five years, light years away, that's what I'm saying. At the speed of light for five years, and you end up five light years away, and saying that you would experience no time change is crazy. I I think that's retarded. You you wouldn't you wouldn't go five light years away because the lights moving, uh, or sorry, the light wouldn't go five light years away because the lights moving light speed relative to you. But if you observe her, and you're going light speed because already equations also say that. any object with mass it would it would take an infinite amount of energy to accelerate it to that speed so you you basically could only get to a high like we're we're still talking about theoretically so we're just saying if you could go light speed Uh, so here's another cool theoretical concept like even like if a photon like a, a packet of light traveling at the speed of light if that were able if if you could place Aaron inside of that photon and he could see what the photon sees as it's traveling, Aaron would still perceive light traveling at the normal rate. Like light to him is still perceived at that same speed, even though he's traveling in any direction. So if you slap Aaron onto a, onto a photon coming from the sun, no matter which direction Aaron looks, it's all going to look still the same. Cause light to you, to your perception is still the same exact speed. But that's that's they see. I think the big assumption here is just because we haven't observed light going at different velocities means that it can't go different velocities. Right. But we have uh, principles that back up the fact from electricity and magnetism that suggests that it just can't. So, like the very foundation uh, foundational principles of E and M. Maxwell's equation, Ampere's law, like Faraday's, like every single one of those, they all imply that it is a, it is a, what was it, process of electricity and magnetism that propagates light. And it, there's really nothing else that interferes with that other than like, well, gravity, but we're not so discussing now, that right now. Perceiving light, the, you know, the at the same velocity, just because light's a constant, why is time now bending around it when you just be perceiving something that's not real and then once you're done it would be back to what if time is also a constant and light's a constant velocity you're perceiving something that's from the past just like when we look at a star and it's a billion trillion light years away it's actually from a billion trillion years ago like just because we're perceiving something from the past does not mean that in both spots time is not constant so why is time diff, you know, different in different situations? I'll, you know I'll, what I'm saying? I'll explain it relative to the the twin paradox. So the person on Earth who sees you go out in the spaceship and come back, he sees, um, uh, you know, um, sees you sees that light at a constant speed. You, however, when um, like you observe light, then you observe it at the speed of light. But relative to the person on Earth. 
it's going the speed of light plus your speed close to the speed of light. So effectively, you go there and back faster than the observer on Earth observes you going. Yeah, he so he observed, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so how, let's say, Josh, just for shits and giggles, how long are you going the speed of light away from Earth, away from the observer? Let's say a day, and then you do a day back, and you instantly turn around and do a day back. Just because you aren't perceiving the same thing, being on the ship going light speed away and back, or you're the person on Earth perceiving it differently doesn't mean that time wasn't also a constant and your perception is the thing that changes while it's happening. Well, that you know what I'm saying? Why it, wouldn't it still be two days later because, for both of them? Like motion actually like there is like a, a very significant meaning in motion in our natural in in nature, right? Whether it's at like uh like just our scale or whether it's like a solar scale, like things in motion like mean something in a mechanical sense, in an analog sense. Like those things, the the perspective of where you are and relative to like how you're moving relative to something else always affects that. And it's just like by the very nature of those things that they're tied well, together. That, it's kind of kind of hard to explain and, though. And, and and really, I think Bob is maybe driving at this at, that physics is deeply tied to visual observation of motion i mean astronomy like so time itself is tied into the like we measure into motion literally by the motion of the star like so that those like it's really hard to completely divorce one from from the other Right, because we're using definitions here like velocity velocity is a distance over time Right. Like we already put time in that velocity equation. If you have distance over time and uh, velocity is fixed, you have to be able to change the distance and the time. Time has to be or able to be interchangeable. Time and distance or di- time and uh, not time and distance. Jesus. Time and velocity, if you're talking about light, are both constant. And the distance you figure out from that, from that measurement. Well, then you're just working with a constant. No, they're, they're both they're both constant relative to the observer. So if the observer is yeah. moving, um, like relative to another observer, uh, their light is going faster than the other observer's light. Yeah. Okay. But then the rocket ship guy is still going at a velocity, even though he might not be perceiving this the same way. He's going at a velocity for a set amount of time. He's going at a set velocity for a set amount of time. And coming back, and both can still be constant. Just because he's not perceiving that doesn't mean that but it's not. For still whatever what's reason, we've observed otherwise. Yeah, we, just, our, just our like tools say otherwise. Yeah, and just that's like the. Go ahead. Okay. No, well, well that's well, the part that I find suspect because a watch clock is one billionth of a fucking millisecond off. Because you go to London, I find to be not great evidence of that. Well, right. I, I think I think it might be a little bit better if we ground it in actual applicable specific examples. Um, so, like, like we've been playing a lot with theory in these like lab experiments and trying to you know prove relativity, uh, you know, or you know prove that light does this phenomenon. But um, it, it might be a little more convincing if we kind of go backwards from how we actually use relativity or, or account for it in you know, real everyday technology and. Uh, you that like if we we didn't believe in this then those things wouldn't function as they do i yeah i think it would be really easy to like make these experiments because like how do you test something so fucking fast right like how does the average person test something so fast as like the speed of light well you need a really long distance and you can't you can't set up a really long? long distance relative to how fast it is because the earth is round <laughs> <You just can't, laughs> sorry <laughs> I can hold it together. Well, no, that's that's why you have to go. That's why you have to go straight up, Bob. Yeah, I mean, that's why uh, you have to GPS, go to like th- through the firmament and get to space, and then we start bouncing signals off the of satellites, and then we can we can more accurately measure this time dilation effect. <laughs> but I, I, mean, Here, here's I think the... GPS takes into account relativity. Like that's there would be issues if it didn't, yeah, right? G- GPS takes account relativity, like everything. Yeah, like all all these things taken account relatively at an engineering level. 
like we're working with such theoretical physics we're working with such small examples of like their evidence of like where where i mean small is in like such small measurements like like we were saying like a millionth of a fucking second correct differences and shit like that i think in order to even come close to saying that you prove that time is actually traveling different for the person moving at those speeds you'd have to be able to do that like we'd have to get to a point like this is all so theoretical built on many assumptions that like the only thing that could have changed that clock in going to london is that time was moving differently on the plane by a million like i think that's a giant leap if we account for drifts between like a clock on earth and clocks in the sky we if we account for those and put those into the program the clocks work correctly they work more correctly than if we don't yeah, the, the, equa- the equations work in real life it so yeah. it's it doesn't it, it, the technology like confirms that it works even if it's so abstract to get to that level yeah, like, it's still i'm saying that time i, I can, I can tra- remind, like like the interpretation of what's going on may not be right but the fact that it's going on and the equations we use to describe that work. That's what, okay. We have an observation. I'm saying that that observation being conclusively that time is traveling differently there is not great. Like, I think that's a stretch. That's what I'm saying. That's I, I think that's fair. I, I think because it takes that's like a considerable part. amount of of like research to be able to like get to the understanding of all the experiments that they've done to conclude these things too. And to like reasonably believe what they're doing wholeheartedly. Right. You can't just like passively, I'm you know, you can't passively look over like radioactive decay experiments and be like, Oh yeah, I I get that for sure. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) sure. And it's one thing to, to uh, an observation is one thing. And then to say, well, then this theory of how we got to that observation is 100% right because the math checks out. Well, it's isn't it's, necessarily correct. It's But it's the math that we use for the foundation of everything electronic. That's where it came from, unfortunately. This is why my argument is you already believe in relativity. You just don't know it yet because everything started from electricity and magnetism, Maxwell's equations, uh, electronic field and flux, magnetic field and flux equations. You you combine all those. You do some like a lot of like a lot of fucking math fuckery, and you just play with that shit for a while. And you rearrange everything after a while, and then it kind of bleeds out into relativity, into the same equations, wh- wh- the energy equations. That's er- why I asked about um about like what are the other factors, the other variables, because when you're talking about altitude yeah like the we well, like have like a hundred a... volts of potential energy like every meter you go up for like a long ways oh these these are like the clocks that would be that they used in experiments yeah. are atomic they like ra- they're radioactive decay decay clocks like we yeah. live in an yeah, electromagnetic they would, they would field but the what yeah. else are we not thinking of that is affecting it at altitudes that's not time moving differently? That's what I'm saying. And I, I think we've covered pretty much all the potential variables in that thing. Because like that, like like you were saying, the ether experiment, the Mickelson, uh, I can't remember the name anymore again. I was just talking about it. That was like the, their whole idea, like the ether experiment. And they have done it where it's stationary and they have done it where they've actually moved the experiment as well like they've done it in multiple different variables to to figure out is there ether and there just there just wasn't and i think most variables have been accounted for in that i know you have to take my word for it <laughs> i don't i don't believe i don't okay so here's my thing i don't believe in ether either i don't know right. what the fuck that would even be like it's not something that somebody can show me it's not something somebody can even show me how it would, you know, what its effect is. 
Like mm-hmm. they can only theoretically describe what it's what it's doing, and they 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 would be the same thing. They take like an observation of what electricity is doing or light is doing in this certain environment, and then saying it's because of ether. It's the it's because of is the part that I'm having the problem right. with, not the fact that they're observing something. I, I'll be like, oh, that's well, no, an interesting theory, but then like this whole thing started over being like, yeah, I th- I think time is absolute. And Chris being like incredulous that I thought that time was absolute. Like, what? How could you think that? Like, well, it's always moved uh, in an absolute way in my whole life. You know, as far as yeah, I doesn't can like tell. doesn't like fly when you're uh, having fun. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 can we can we take can we take a a step back? Um, there no, is only another, forward, Chris. Uh, oh, there's all there is another idea like time. that I kind of. Um, a, or a, a point that I'd I'd like to make about theoretical physics and sort of like what the what the goal is, um, and there is sort of a hidden bias and assumption in theoretical physics and sort of what propels us forward, um, elegance and simplicity and even um, yeah like beauty might you know of mathematics like uh, goes out the window. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> part of why uh, we we adopted a sun-centered solar system is that, uh, you know, Ptolemy's equations can describe the motions of the planet correctly. Like, they can account for the observations, um, but the equations and the math that describe a sun-centered solar system are just far simpler um so part of the motivation of physics uh is something along those lines is finding something that is elegant and not necessarily but that that motivation itself is not there is no evidence or justification for that motive but it is part of the 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 process I, I see here's the thing with what you were just talking about with the solar system. I wouldn't I know that I, I believe you when you say Ptolemy's uh, equations work out, but that's not especially when you're talking about a geometric equation like that. That doesn't mean that that is reality. It means it's a possible reality because that well, could uh, also be. All- Wait, hold on. I would I would actually describe it as literally just a, a a model that describes something that we're trying to describe basically like physics like Newtonian's Newton's equations wouldn't be anything without like a force diagram model you remember drawing those in physics classes where it's like you draw the force mm-hmm. of gravity going down and then that force applies like you the no vectors. one would be able to understand newtonian physics if those models weren't associated directly with the mathematics behind it and so what physics is is that we take a bunch of observations and we experiment with it a little bit and we take it and we try to make some theoretical framework out of it and like okay well the you know the gravity is going directly down like there there are certain principles behind like this model that they're constructing and they use this model with a set of principles and rules to be able to solve to predict what will happen if we put in different variables, which, right, like th- this is just how you yeah. know science gets things done. I, I wouldn't say like it is the hubris of science to be like, yes, this is exactly how it is. This is why it is, and it, I think it's breaching into a large philosophical discussion with why but, things are the way they are, and not just here's a model that describes it accurately enough that it can this predict observation. it enough. It yeah, it, it can predict it, yeah. so, and we can use that prediction in an engineering sense. So, so like right. here, like the thing with like, but I still want to just state, you know, just to go back to like this Ptolemy. That's one possible. It's still one possible explanation, and it can be used. His his shit can be used to say when this planet's going to show up in this part of the sky. Yeah, very this, accurately. You know, yeah. But what it can't do is describe how actually far it is away because we can't actually measure that. Because you can do all the same condensed down and closer. You know what I mean? You don't know the distances. You just know the that equation can work for like 
literally infinite distances. It could be way bigger and way farther away. It could be way and way faster. Or it could be smaller, closer, and way slower. But it works out the well, same, especially... Well, we bounce a laser off the moon, and then we can tell the distance then. Yes, there you go. It's an independent experiment, yes. And I also think that's why yeah, like, I, I, we start very simple with like a very simple experiment, and then you add a variable to it, and then you add another. You know what I mean? Like when you start with force models, and then you, you finally add like friction, and then you finally add a conservation of energy and stuff like that. And it starts making – you start from a really simple thing, and you start adding all these variables. And I think – I think for the most part, science has diligently added those variables. Now, here, here's where I will agree with you, up to the observation. So I go up to the observation. I'll say, okay, fine. That's what you observed. The The why, like you were saying, I think is complete hubris. I think it's yeah. ridiculous to say that that's absolute when you say the why, what the why is. When, when you're postulating what the why might be, that's how they should frame it. The time might not be absolute, and right. this is why I think that. Not Time is not absolute, and if you don't think that, you're retarded, which was what I yeah, had wait, the problem Chris, with. Chris, you read the book. Like, How does Einstein phrase it? Does he use the word might, or does he do, do something that the science journalist wouldn't? Any sort of qualifiers? I well, would well, definitely suggest that it's... He says exactly the things that Aaron would hate. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Well, it's so a theory. this is it's a theory. wait, 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 wait. I'm almost almost done with this like thought here. So when they say the time on the clock is moving differently on the plane to London, and they say, and then they go, oh, and the twin that's leaving the Earth at light speed and comes back, that sure, that's a whatever. That's your great hypothesis for why this is happening and how this would happen until you can actually do do that or do something similar you can't answer the why you can only theorize on it just like just because you can say when jupiter jupiter is going to show up here at this point you can't say what that actually is exactly until you can actually go measure it like the fact that the only reason we believe that they can ma measure it is because they said they went to the moon. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of these astrological things are they pretended that they measured it. You know what I mean? So, like... So, Aaron, Aaron, I, th I think... Let me, let me distill down what you're saying. Um, I, I, think, I think I get it. So, really, the best interpretation of all these physical phenomenon we see around us, the, the simplest, the most reasonable one... Uh, because we can't directly measure a lot of the whys uh, behind why these physical things are taking place, is that we live in a simulation and it's just programmed to work that way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the conclusion. I hate you. It's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, Bob, I saw you getting that ready because I knew you knew it was going to end that way. So I'll be shuffle on my end, yeah. Bob, I give you like an extra 20 seconds to get it ready. <laughs> so, Chris, does that make sense? Why I don't just believe that time travels different like moves differently based on relative motion well and 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 you have to to appreciate that einstein is not somebody who did direct experiments himself at all right correct uh, i do appreciate that That's he was so, a theoretical physicist yeah so yeah i mean really the only thing that the real thing that Einstein proved is that if the laws of physics are the same everywhere for everyone and the, spe the speed of light in a vacuum will always be observed to be constant, then if those two things are true, which is the big rel relativity, question. relativity is true. So he, he, what he, what you have, what you, what I'm asking you to accept is that it, that's the truth of relativity. It, it isn't any more. I don't that. accept that. No, I don't yeah. accept that. But you have I to don't... accept the first two. You Hold have on. To Can I rephrase that? Premise. Can okay. I rephrase yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying if those are true, this is a possibility. Not if this is true, then this right. other must be true. If those things are true, then the theory of relativity is a is, is possible. a fairly yeah, accurate yeah. no is a fairly accurate model of what we're trying to describe here. It's uh, I or I think or it's consistent. It's consistent with those two premises as a system. As a system, we can say it's logically consistent at the very least. 
I think that's Do you want to know what say. Einstein really proved? <laughs> that if you take Go an on. old Jewish celebrity scientist to try to prove all this bullshit, he will bang his student and marry her and then leave her for his first and second cousin <laughs> and marry her. <laughs> Did you know that? She was her that his his Very second thorough. wife his second wife was his first cousin on his mom's side, but his second cousin on his dad's side. What the <laughs> fuck? What? E, e equals MC square is literally Einstein married cousin squared. <laughs> it's his cousin <laughs> twice. <laughs> I, Just I so did, you know. That's I did not know that that's about This head. is who we're taking this from. And she looks rough. She looks like a, from a family of a lot of incest, which they were. <laughs> so, <laughs> take what Einstein said with a grain of salt. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, well, he definitely stole the theory of relativity from whatever scientists submitted it to the patent office. Uh, I'm totally down with that that theory because he uh, he didn't fare well in the scientific community afterwards and when, like, quantum came out and stuff like that. Like, he... His intelligence really. Dude, didn't I think shine he's the original. In, in uh, who's the wheelchair guy that we love so much? Fucking Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Dude, he's the original fucking Stephen Hawking, the original Grabbler celebrity scientist. <laughs> hey, I, I think I think both of them actually prove that um, you know eugenics shouldn't be based on things like incest and uh, you know physical deformities, but rather your ability to understand complex concepts of relativity. I thought you were going. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, but based on your melanin levels. <laughs> would have been much funnier. Oh, yeah, but... that sounds like them. <laughs> that sounds like something they would do. Uh, and it, All right. And, and, and obviously, a lot of these things, like, it, it, you know, it can't help but be brought up that in, you know, our current day and age, it is a lot of, like, neo-atheist kind of people that, they want to talk to you about quantum mechanics or relativity because it's uh you know it's some secret insight that they think they've found into life and they can kind of lord it over everybody yeah. else and be like well you don't know what's really going on i know about it's a rel- fucking pinky up fucking i'm yeah. the i'm the smartest boy that ever lived you wouldn't even understand the books that i read like, yeah, it's those people. And you're like, you don't know how to ask a girl out on a date. Like, I don't I don't care what math equation you memorized so that you would feel smart at this random party. Like, I just right. don't so care about that. My, my closing statement is um, science should be able to predict the future. They, can, they cannot generally explain why things happen in most cases. Like, you know why like aaron was asking earlier an observation right describes an observation it's a descriptive language math is that it's a way to describe a phenomenon to a fairly accurate degree that's if you're being honest yes which is a huge that's a huge part of it if we if we know anything (laughs) about science these days guys we've learned anything from this show if you're being honest then science can fairly accurately describe phenomenon that we observe and can't really answer why until we can actually physically measure it or perform the experiment like you know what i mean that's the i don't think we'll ever know why time dilates when the person is moving though like but i don't think it does like if it does let's say if it does i don't think anyone would ever explain why like like what the fuck? I don't no, know. No, you would you would probably be able to, and then there'd be another level of why below that that we're like we could never. So exactly. yeah, we know yeah. why time dilates because it's the space fabric that we can now see and manipulate. But why that even exists, I have, we'll never know that. Like that's that's how it's supposed to work. Where it just it right. becomes another yeah. why, either bigger in like these macro questions. Right. It just keeps going Y forever. And then in micro, as it goes smaller, it goes Y forever. I mean, like, the, the best we can do is Y to electricity. Like, we can do a pretty good Y in that sense. Like, there's a bunch of, like... But even then, that Y explanation uses theoretical constructs. Like, the, the proton and the yeah. electron. Like, those things, like, are still models. Like, scientific models that Usually, are not really... Actually with elect- 
Well, but, I was going to say with electricity, most of the time it's what it does. You know what it's going exactly. to do. But a lot of times why it does it, you're yeah. like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, we don't, we we know what's happening when a lightning fucking strike hits, but why that's doing it, like, I don't, we don't 100% understand it. And it's something simple like that. Yeah. Like, we know an electric field and a magnetic field propagates a photon. It, it creates light. But we don't know why the fuck it does that when connected, when when paired with the two. We don't know why it makes light. Anyway, Josh, you look like you're about to say something. No. All I right. Mean, at least at least we can all agree that uh, we know that when we find a little speck of bone uh, buried in the sand, that the why is because tens of millions of years ago. Uh, the giant 266.6 million years ago uh, yes excuse me i I'm, I'm not i'm not that i'm an engineer <laughs> i'm not that precise um uh that it's because these 200 foot long monster lizards were you know roaming the earth and well that, not that, only monster we lizards. why not just monster lizards josh man bear pigs you need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Living fast may have helped mammals like the man bear pig dominate. Such a fast paced lifestyle may have helped early mammals get big fast after dinos' demise. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that we actually there is like a real man bear pig? Yeah, I mean, like, this like article's today? in twenty. They definitely named this thinking that this would get them more clicks, and it worked. But right. like, what the fuck? Here we are. <laughs> in the wake of the dinosaur's demise, a bizarre beast that some researchers have nicknamed the man bear pig lived life in the fast lane. This sheep-sized mammal, which sported five-fingered hands, a bear-like face, and a stocky build of a pig gave birth to a highly developed young that's it i don't know that grew them. much faster than expected for animals as massive as a man bear pig new fossil analysis shows there we what, go I, I would love to know what their fossil analysis is how big is this fossil that they found okay i was looking at like it looked like a a uh, micrometer picture of like a hair follicle or something in this first one. <laughs> it does actually <laughs> is what it looks like Oh, okay. But then they found, they're claiming they found this jaw down here. Right. Reveals teeth, which has sharp ridges, grooves. Yeah, they, they found like the top half of a skull, basically. And they know and how old it is because of how reliable the carbon dating is. Right. <laughs> Plus That's or minus. how they know. When... Plus or minus like 60,000 years. <laughs> but to be fair. This is either 600 million years old or it's a current living snail species that we took a shell piece off of and we can't actually tell the difference <laughs> to be one fair, or the other this is a very large uh archaeological find I, I would have to say so they did find like a fucking skull uh they didn't find like a hair a fragment fossil of a skull of a toe and i don't <laughs> yeah so but yeah Wait, what's what's the what's the whole point of the article between like uh, for growing big and uh, uh, yeah, they found a jaw, that, so they know exactly what the offspring were well, like. Everything. No, no, but what's what's that big advantage for um, a mammal in early post dinosaur era to? There isn't particularly one particularly big. They they don't even know, dude. All they literally did was take the top half of a jaw and said, "This thing must have lived life in the fast lane," as they <laughs> held it up. <laughs> yeah like how are they extrapolating this much information from this jaw they mentioned Damn. the combination of a long gestation and quick aging may have led to many rapid generations of bigger and bigger babies research why suggests. would they th why would they assume yeah, why, why that, that from a jaw it makes no but, sense but why does that matter uh yeah i i i have no idea i think that they're finally like trying to understand the the distinction between mammals and reptiles maybe i have no fucking clue is that the scientific terminology for it fucking sure Pin they have long wondered why like it, it seems yeah. like the yeah difference between egg laying egg laying creatures uh egg laying right. animals and uh you know gestating I, placenta based I, right animals. right 
I don't know if before that period mammals weren't that big, but it's the size of like a fucking pig, and they're like, oh my god, it grew so large because of gestation it's a sheep periods. Sheep pig bear man. <laughs> why? Why man? Oh, because they had five fingers. Yeah. So. It's fucking <sighs> dumb. So Chris, finally, any... before we leave, uh, we, uh, you guys, uh, the queen died. Really? Yep. She queen, showed yeah. them. Did, did she showed too? those. She showed those conspiracy theorists that said she died four weeks ago, and there was just article after article saying how that's completely unfounded. Dude, before that thing was off the presses, they're like, "No, obviously she's not dead." Not okay. Now she's dead. Three days later, now she's I mean, she, dead. She made so many, so many public appearances in the last four weeks. Oh, dude, a million. Yeah, she made Tur- one. Tourists just got to shake her hand left and right. She made one the day <laughs> before she died. <laughs> Did she? She See? she met the new prime minister the day before she oh, died. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. On camera, yeah, there was a photo op of it. Yeah. And people were commenting how, like, blue she looked. Like, her hands look a little, like, discolored, apparently. So I hope the new prime minister doesn't also die of COVID. That'd be very sad. (laughs) I honestly... I'm sure she's quarantining and taking packs of it right now. I don't believe any of that (laughs) shit anymore. We gotta go... We gotta do a deep dive on some of those Biden speeches. Like, the one where he was, like, just clearly a different guy. Two speeches in the same day. It's like uh, clearly yeah. not the same guy giving a speech. And then like that weird arm, that weird dude that they use for like the COVID shot, who's like really hairy and shit, like completely. <laughs> yeah, like- the arm hair is completely different. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like they're just straight up bringing out new people. Like, <laughs> and he never took off. We his do mask. gotta compile that and just talk about it because it's too weird. Like I don't, I don't believe that any of these people are even who they say that. Like I think it's just actors pretending to be the queen and shit like that like in the age of uh not deep dives of uh, deep fakes in the age of deep fakes like i i would just assume most public appearances are fake right unless i think they are unless they pan Dude, around Aaron, the crowd i saw, I saw a stable diffusion ai art ai, uh, AI art picture the other day that made made it look like the moon landing was faked dude imagine if like <laughs> someone more naive were, were to see that picture that crazy, crazy stuff They'd be a real conspiracy nut. <laughs> Unwittingly. Unwitting. <laughs> I, I saw this uh, pretty funny meme that it was like talking about the queen. And it was like, it's like uh, if you had a neighbor that was really into clowns and clown activities and then some clown it's died it's- and everyone was really sad. And also your grandfather was murdered by a clown, like being Irish and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the irish river dancing to uh another one bites the dust it was pretty <laughs> that that tiktok went pretty hard i'm like not sad at all like i couldn't give a fuck what? that, that bitch why would was anyone clearly care? just pure evil right like she looks like a lizard person she was one of those like remember she took random ski trips to antarctica she was part of the weird antarctica lore Did she? oh yeah when we were oh, doing shit. that yeah and then, like, I, I remember her son is clearly part of like a sex trafficking ring that they just covered up. And That's... then he got on. His big defense was that he got on and said, "That couldn't have been me. I don't sweat." Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's fucking the Bruce Lee of English princes. Yeah. That fucking <laughs> that fucking family sucks, dude. They're the worst. I don't disagree. So I'm glad she's got, dead. King... Fuck the queen. Is Charles? Who's the one who's becoming king now? Uh, I I, I don't ghoul. Yeah, another ghoul, Richard. I think. Um, Richard. They have a okay. King Richard. There's a Richard. I never even heard of the fucking Richard in that family. I I have no idea. That was just Charles I, and Andrew. Oh, I think Ooh, it was Charles. I then. thought I could have sworn there was a third, but the uh, whatever. It, it, Char- whoever's becoming king now, I'm just really excited for his. Uh, Isn't you know, he already like eighty? Everything he's gonna help. Yes, he's already. I don't know. Not quite eighty. The queen is only ninety six, but pretty close. He yeah, he's like, like he's old, 80. dude. He looks bet rough. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked. Uh, I'm ready to put the matriarchy aside and to embrace the patriarchy again. Yep. Go back Long to King. Live the future the king. Based. <laughs> All right. And I think to wrap things up, we have a voicemail here. Perfect. Here we go. Hey, it's Michael. Uh, so the queen died. Yeah, and... I don't know why I never thought about 
all the crap around her, but all I keep hearing is, can you believe she was a mechanic during World War Two? No. No, I can't. I mean, I, I bet everything I own, there ain't a single person on earth that's ever seen that raggedy old bitch rebuild a carburetor. <laughs> They're just... I mean, it's the same people that believe we got space telescopes on Earth that need a 10-foot-thick concrete pad because a footstep will screw up the picture. But we got the James Webb Space Telescope moving 700 miles an hour, taking deep space pictures of the universe's butthole from a billion light years away. I mean, people believe anything. We're in trouble, boys. <laughs> uh, well, I micro, Mike. Don't forget the micro meteors fucking blasting oh, through it too. Oh, he's gonna be so upset uh, actually, with me Mike, after they, this episode. They hadn't invented. Mm, actually, yeah. Mike, they hadn't invented the carburetor by World War Two. So, uh, debunked. <laughs> Have they? Did they really not? Yeah, yeah. yeah they did. <laughs> no, of course they did. Of course they fucking did. <laughs> here, here we go, Josh. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hope that did they actually say that as a story. The queen was out there with a fucking wrench, fucking fixing airplanes. <laughs> like, She's the original Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, uh, wasn't there like a famous picture of her like delivering milk or something like that during like the London bombings? Oh, like, bull! Like what a photo op! You right, want to talk yeah, about yeah. a fake photo op? It's like shit. It's like everything's leveled around here, and she's like just driving like a a military truck with like a crate full of like milk oh in the back or god, something. Oh my god! Yeah, it, no something chance. Ridiculous. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Yeah, it's like Zelensky constantly in his fucking stupid khakis and t-shirt, acting like he's out there on the front lines fighting the uh, fighting the Russian army. <laughs> Yeah, she agreed. I heard I heard she was the ghost of Kiev. <laughs> she probably was. <laughs> she is now. <laughs> oh, good one, Chris. Chris, do you have any closing remarks for us? Anything to, to um, pitch or plug? Well, um I do have a little quote that I'd like to Um basically the it's a quote by Einstein. Um it says, as far as, uh, you know, the laws of mathematics are certain, they don't refer to reality. And as far as they are, they aren't certain. So, a little food for thought from Einstein. Love it. So fucking deep. I, I hope Aaron just, you know, thinks about that for a while here. He really needs it. <laughs> well... <laughs> And I think that wraps up the show. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Good night. No, I, I, I do science for my job. I like, uh, you know, I'm an engineer. I do physics stuff. That's the bit. <laughs>